Hi, I'm Stephanie. I go to Blue Spring South High School. I'm a senior this year. I'm also a golfer. I've been playing golf since I was five, and I've been playing at South for all four years. And I plan on attending Northwest next year in Mary. Yeah, I grew up in a very Hispanic family. Uh, my parents are from El Salvador. That's like one thing that I do get asked a lot or what people stereotype me for is I'm Mexican because that's just like you know Mexico's right across the border from Texas so everyone's always like oh you're Hispanic so you're Mexican no I'm Salvadorian what is some background on your family's um heritage and culture he came here when he was eight years old and uh, he got his citizenship through there and He's also uh, considers like Spanish his second language in a way because when he came here, he you know was told like you can only speak Spanish in the house, not outside of the house. My mom, on the other hand, she grew up in El Salvador up until she was around like eighteen, nineteen. Her and my dad got married, and so she ended up moving to the states because of my dad. In my, I still have family in El Salvador, and we try to visit them every now and then. We just, like, we always go during, like, Christmas break since that's the longest break. Um, yeah. What is your definition of family? My way of defining family is the people who show love and care for you. Because I was lucky enough to have a family where, like, I have a loving mom, I have a loving dad, I have a loving sister... I also had a loving dog. What was it like growing up with immigrant parents? So my, it's very different like perspectives with my mom and my dad. Like my dad, he gets, cons like sometimes when we go to El Salvador, for example, people think he's white. My dad isn't as tan skin as like me, my mom, um, and my sister. My sister has a little paler skin, but he gets you know considered white especially since he has like green hazel eyes and he 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 grew up a little bit in El Salvador but he was young and so when he came here like he obviously wanted to like he still holds on to his culture so much and but he was surrounded by a bunch of white people because he grew up in Iowa Des Moines oh, gotcha. and so he was just like he he had a, he's kind of like me in a way it's very like growing up in a small area where there's not much diversity it's like hard to fit in and so he went through that my mom since she grew up in El Salvador up until like 18 she she didn't know until she came here and she realized like she has like a thick accent she when she speaks english she's and it's like to her um to her she's very she tries to make sure the culture is still there she does like me my mom my sister and my dad we all you know we go to a bunch of quinceaneras we go to a bunch of restaurants that have hispanic food we um go to like there my church holds like this hispanic heritage um night where you can like it's different foods from each spanish-speaking country so we try a bunch in the small area that we have where there isn't much diversity 
so we always try to maintain that culture like in my house majority of it my mom she speaks to us in spanish majority of the time we rarely speak english to her obviously we speak english with her but she speaks to us in spanish a lot and i think that my parents did a great job of raising me and my sister to not only one teach us one language english but two to teach us two languages at the same time and i know like they did it for our benefit my sister now like she's a nurse in orlando over there there's a bunch of spanish-speaking people especially from like cuba and puerto rico and she's a nurse so especially like in the medical field they're going to need people who especially over there they're going to need people who can speak spanish and everything so now she uses that for her benefit so i know my parents did a good job with maintaining our culture and everything so my and my sister too she's very very like strong about like her background and so am i yeah so like you said something about like your church do you feel like being catholic is very common in the hispanic community oh yeah so uh, we actually just came back from el salvador um over christmas break and there the catholic like every catholic celebration like we do palm sunday and everything they have this um it's like one it's they call it semana santa in spanish and it's like the week of the saints Mm -hmm. and uh, it the culture over there in almost every spanish-speaking country majority of us are catholic and it's because it's just like a stronger like faith that we have and over there they make sure that like the catholic church is very common like Every, like, all my friends that are Hispanic are Catholic, and we all bond through that as well. So, especially, like, I have friends that go to Lee Summit High School, and I only know them through church, but, like, my church, we have a Spanish Mass. They offer that, which is very, like, that's the reason why we went to that church. Oh, really? Yes, and it was, and it was close to home, too. Mm -hmm. So, my mom took us to church every Sunday. That was not an option. Because that's how she grew up over there. So they take the Catholic Church like very serious and everything. My mom was good at like not forcing the faith to us, mm-hmm. not pressuring us like it's not a choice or whatever. But she made it fun. So it was like we would go to vacation Bible schools and stuff like that. So it, it was always fun. And you always met new people. So I never grew up like being forced into my religion. That's good. How do you think your family affects your identity? I would say it's like growing up in an immigrant household, people who people who don't understand. I don't feel understood by people, if that makes sense. So, like your when, peers? Yes, my peers. So, my like when my mom speaks English, she has a thick accent, so people will assume, oh, she doesn't know much. She doesn't. She's stupid. Yeah. And no, my mom, to speak two languages, you have to be smart for that. Mm-hmm. And I, my mom is probably the smartest woman I know. And my dad, too. They came from the bottom and now they're here. Like, yeah. they've started something huge for themselves. And so, to me, where people will look at me like, oh, she's stupid, too. 
I mean, she doesn't understand one language and then she doesn't understand the other. So it's like, no, to learn two languages, you have to be smart for that because one, there's sometimes where I'm thinking in one language and then I have to think of the other, especially when it comes to like interpreting where I'm like, because at my school, we have kids who are, um, yes, that's the word, foreign exchange students. And they, there's these two girls from, one's from El Salvador and one's from Guatemala. And so when I have to help them around, I have to think, okay, so I, I know the word in English, here's the word in Spanish. So it's like, you got to think double it. And there's some things where I do understand it better in Spanish and I don't understand it in English. So I like struggle with that too. So I would say that would play as like, a sp I remember the first, like my first year, um, first semester, junior year, I had a math teacher. We're like best friends. We joke around with each other and everything. And uh, we decided to prank the kids like the first week of school. I already knew him through mutual friends from my sophomore year, but I never had him. Yeah. And so we decided to prank them, pretend like I didn't know what was going on and he didn't know how to teach. And it was like a whole fiasco for a whole week because everyone looked at me like, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. But then he wanted, he basically wanted to help prove a point where just because someone doesn't speak the same language as you, they could know better than you. They probably understand better. They're, you have to give them a chance to let them show who they are as a person. And I think that's what helped too, because especially there's n not much diversity at my school. Um, and that's like one thing where it comes to fitting in and where it gets hard because like, since there's not much diversity, you you stand out from everybody else, and sometimes not in the best way. So it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm iffy about that. <laughs> How do you feel? Oh, 100%. I, so when I was younger, I didn't want to speak Spanish because I felt very insecure. I was, because I, my school, there's population's majority white. And there's probably only like a. Have you taken Spanish classes at South? Have you taken like Spanish classes at like South? Yes, I've taken them all four years. So I took Spanish one in middle school, um, like my eighth grade year. That was like an easy A for me. Obviously. Yeah, that was an easy A for me, especially it was like learning the alphabet, numbers, basic words. Basic words I had already knew. Mm -hmm. Spanish two, I had a teacher. And that's when it got a little harder for some reason. So it didn't click to me. The Spanish was very different because you're learning from a textbook mm -hmm. and not an actual dialect. So I'm the, and plus every Spanish speaking country has different ways they say different things. For example, the biggest one is straw. That's, ev that's what every Hispanic will argue about. So where I'm like, where my parents are from, we say to pronounce straw in Spanish, we say pajilla. In Mexico, they say popote. So when I speak, they don't even sound the same. yeah. Um, so when I speak to like my friends that are Mexican and they do speak Spanish, I'm always like, hey, like I need a bahia. Like, can you get me one? And they're like, what? What's that? Mm -hmm. And so that's also how I felt in like Spanish classes because I was I only knew the way my mom and my dad have taught me. So right. I knew the slang and the dialect from El Salvador. 
and everything. And I never, ever had a problem speaking Spanish with my parents as friends if I had to speak to them and everything. But when it came to school, it was like, no, this is by the textbook. We're doing it by the textbook. So when I wrote down an answer where it was like, I know the answer the way I know it because in the way I was taught it, but I don't know the answer from the textbook that's where I would, like, my grades would, like, drop because they would be like, no, we want the textbook answer, not your answer. But I'm just like, okay, but you have to understand, this is, like, Spain Spanish. I'm not good at Spain Spanish. <laughs> and I get it, that's the original, in quotes, um, Spanish, but, yeah, and my sister, too, she, in Florida, she's not She's used to a lot of the Mexican slang here because, you know, there's a lot of Mexicans here and they have some similar words like we do. But when she speaks to people from Puerto Rico or Cuba or especially Dominican, she's like, I don't understand them sometimes because the way they pronounce things is differently. It's like us speaking with people from England. Mm -hmm. Their dialect is different, but we speak the same language. Yeah. So that's where Spanish in school is like you're you're not understanding, like, those Spanish-speaking kids are not going to understand from a textbook. Yeah. So, and my mom has always taught me, like, she, she learned Spanish a lot through talking with little kids. Oh, really? And she was like, because, it, I mean, they use basic words. And so it was easier to pick up that way. And I always tell people, you're going to learn Spanish better if you talk and communicate with people, especially with little kids in Spanish, because they're basic Spanish. That's Spanish one right there with little kids. I had a friend, he was so good in Spanish. I, he was in my pre-AP Spanish class. He was so good in Spanish and everything. I was really sad when he didn't take AP Spanish, but he told me he went on a mission trip in Guatemala and he said, I understood the Spanish better when I spoke with the little kids. I actually felt like I learned something unlike school. And I, because I used to always tell him, I don't know. Like, I would ask my mom for help on Spanish homework and everything. And my mom was always like, I don't know what she wants. So we wrote down, like, my mom, what my mom would say. Or my mom would help me on assignments and they, I'd get, like, a C on it. Mm -hmm. Or I'd get a B minus. And my mom would just be like, oh, they just don't understand. Because <laughs> they don't. And that's, like, one thing. And my Spanish 2 teacher, I remember, he, him and my AP Spanish teacher this year, are the only Spanish teachers I have ever had that have always been open-minded with my dialect. They're always like, if you know the, a word in a different way, please let me know so I am aware. Other than that, any other Spanish teacher I've had has always been like, no, I want it by the book. Yeah, that's just like the education system so wild to me sometimes. Oh, 100%. How do you think like your parents being like so rooted in their um like ethnicity in what's the word heritage mm -hmm. how does that like affect the way that you like dress the way you like present yourself to people you think so okay that's so good i'm so happy you're asking that it's question up, okay i'm so glad you're asking that question because actually in my ap spanish class we had to take we had to do an essay where it was talking about the beauty in Spanish-speaking cultures. So... Okay, AP Spanish. <laughs> For real. <laughs> that was... No, that was, like, my favorite thing because I... 
had to do a bunch of research and everything about it. And a lot of the Spanish women, they cannot, like, a lot of people always say, like, oh, Hispanics are so overdressed. No, because that's how we're raised. That's how it's always been. The beauty standards for women have been high since the beginning. If you think about it, like, Miss Universe, almost every, like, so far for these past uh, Miss Universe winners have been Hispanic. Oh, really? Yes. Like, right now, Miss, uh, I think it's Miss Nicaragua, mm -hmm. right across from, um, right, like, right next to El Salvador. And they all speak Spanish. Like, Miss Venezuela, she's always known. It's always been, like, majority of the time, it's kind of been a Latina. And so, it's, it's not because we're overdressed or we want to look pretty. It's because that's how we're raised. So, my mom was always very understanding with, you can wear whatever you want to wear. Be whoever you want to be. If that's how you're going to show yourself, show yourself. Show who you are as a person, and you can do that through style. My parents have always been understanding. I love the fashion industry. I've always been caught up with that. Um, for the longest time, I wanted to be a fashion stylist. So they've always understood my style is always changing. But I do remember when I was little, my mom would always, like, dress us up for some things and stuff like that but she when we would go to spanish events or in spanish culture events i would say we would wear traditional style cultured dresses so and it was fun and i learned about the fashion culture through that so i mean it's not that i feel like i need to always look good it's because that's the culture i've been surrounded with my whole life and like majority of the women in latin america tend to feel that way too so what is it like when you see kids in like pajamas at school i don't judge i wish to <laughs> i i have days where i my thing is i i'll show up to school in sweatpants and a hoodie and slippers but i always feel like okay i'll do my hair and my makeup at least and so i i mean i don't judge i really don't because if that's what you want to do, I don't blame you. It's school. We're waking up at, like, what, 6 in the morning? <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, but to me, I mean, I always, I mean, I love fashion, too. So, like, that's always one thing. My sister, she, I mean, she will, she, if she doesn't dress, what is it, like, ca like casual nice or something, or she's going out in a t-shirt and shorts, She's like, okay, let me just put my hair up at least or put some sunglasses on or some accessories. So, like, I mean, it's just because we've always grown up with that type of culture. What would you, how do you, like, identify yourself? Do you think, like, if somebody were to ask you, like, who you are, what would you say? I would say I'm, I'm a very open-minded person. I am very observant of my surroundings um i'm i love meeting new people i'm i don't judge i don't judge your appearance i don't judge what how i don't judge your how much your parents make or something like that i don't care if you're rich poor popular or whatever i don't care about those standards i am somebody who I would say I'm a very welcoming person with everybody. I'm friends with whoever. So I like to tell people I'm like, I'm very welcoming. Mm -hmm. I like to, like, I identify as somebody who is 
so welcoming with everybody. I love learning about different cultures too. I have a lot of friends who are, you know, with different ethnicities and stuff like that. Obviously with school, it's hard to find people like that. <laughs> Especially since it's like majority, like more white people. But if I find somebody from different cultures, like my AP Spanish class, there's a bunch of different cultures in there. And it's, it, that's like the one class where I don't feel different because it, there's barely any, you know? Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. You like felt that connection. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so cool learning about different cultures. There's this one girl in my class, in my Spanish class where she's, um, from Egypt and I, because of her, like I learned so many things from there and I have a friend in there who's from Guatemala I learned the culture through like of Guatemala I have another friend in there who's from Mexico so it's like it's so diverse in that class and I love it how would you say that your like culture and ethnicity has affected your like dating life so uh, growing up in I would say in the Hispanic community it's a very family-centered, um, like, community. And this, yes, my parents did get married young. Um, but s growing up, my dad was always so strict. He's very, I, he's, and I love that for him. It's kind of adorable. <laughs> he's very, like, don't touch my girls. I don't want another guy touching you. And it's, like, it, it's cute in a way because, you know, it shows that he cares. But sometimes it's hard because going back to fitting in, I feel different. And I feel like when I do like somebody, I'm just like, oh, I don't know if they would understand my culture. I don't think they would enjoy it as much as I would enjoy it. Uh -huh. And so that comes into play, too. And then also because like my mom too she has her story where she's the only she's the only girl in her family she's grown up with all brothers um and she's the baby so you can only imagine that she also said her family was so family centered so it's also like it's hard to bring someone into the family because everyone's just like oh you're bringing somebody we don't know in so my dad is a huge interrogator. He loves to interrogate when it comes to, like, a guy. My sister, like, I remember when we first met his boyfriend, she she obviously didn't tell my dad for a little while. <laughs> she didn't tell my dad for a little while, but um, I think only for, like, a month. And then we met him, um, like, spring break because she lived in Jacksonville, Florida. And so it was – it. I guess I wouldn't say it's hard for them to let somebody in, but – since we're so family centered, it's any heartbreak that they would feel because of somebody else, we would feel it. And it's because we care so much about each other as a family that we want, I know my parents want the right person for me and my sister. Because if they see me and my sister hurt by somebody, they're going to feel hurt. And so they, it, it's just so family centered where that comes in and a bunch of the hispanic culture is like that my mom grew up like that um like my dad was very protective with his sisters he still is so i mean that's the culture of how we grew up so like romantic wise it's hard sometimes <laughs> especially since you know hispanic and there's you know you meet like like i don't know somebody who isn't around my culture it's hard to 
show them oh this so this is what I do <laughs> um and stuff like that and it's like another thing is even with my friends when I speak Spanish in front of them they're all looking at me like oh my god I don't know what you're saying or what did you just say I'm just like don't worry like I'm not talking about you like <laughs> it's fine or and stuff like that so how is it how do you do you think like guys view you differently some yeah sometimes yes I it's I can tell when somebody I can I can tell when a guy is like not interested like like I I don't know how to explain it, where it's like they think I'm attractive but they're not interested in my culture oh. so I'm and I am somebody who grew up where I I where I've always told myself I will never marry or date anybody who isn't welcoming, not just with me, but not welcome, like not welcoming with my culture. Mm -hmm. So you, I, it's, we're, it's like a package deal. (laughs) You get me, but you get my culture. Mm -hmm. And I, I need somebody who enjoys that stuff. So I know I can, I definitely notice with some guys, especially at school. (laughs) Um, and then, there's some good guys out there where I know they're very like, oh my gosh, like I've always, you know, wanted to get inter- like involved with that stuff. And does that make you uncomfortable? It doesn't make me uncomfortable. It just surprises me sometimes. When people are a little too eager, you're just like, yeah, oh. yeah. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> so I mean, that comes into play, and especially because white dominance at my school, mm-hmm. it all the guys are have always grown up with that you know type of surrounding yeah that standard and I feel like my standard is so like different so they're they don't want to get involved yeah and so that's where I'm just like okay like I've always been like I don't want to be in a relationship during high school and stuff like that I'm just like I you know too young it's a little immature especially if I'm about to leave for college so, and that's another reason. So I was like, I need somebody to also understand, like, it's okay to <laughs> be around different things yes. and have other standards too. Yes. That's like so crazy. Cause I feel like, yeah, people are like, you're really pretty for being Asian. Yes. Like, or yes. Or especially because like with his, like with like the Latina standard where it's always, but just that high beauty standard of being Hispanic too, because that's always, you know, always been a thing. So that always comes into play too. And like, I know like some guys are always just like, oh, you're Hispanic? And they're like, you don't dress like it? Or you don't, I'm just like, okay, okay. And because guys know, like right now at our age, they're ruthless. They'll say anything that comes to mind. So... (laughs) how has your school community affected the way you see yourself okay this has a lot to do with okay like i said like before it has a lot to do with trying to fit in Mm -hmm. so growing up like i never when i was a lot younger i didn't want to speak spanish because i felt different and i thought it was embarrassing i thought I just thought all kinds of things, but my parents always pushed me to speak Spanish. And once again, that always goes back to, like, you have a lot more benefits. And so, I, growing up, it was so hard for me to fit in. It's like, 
you have different foods <laughs> sometimes like you're always known as like when you bring cold lunch in or something whole school whole, uh, food from home and the food you know it's good but it doesn't smell good so it's like that awkward thing where like you know you're that foreigner with the weird food <laughs> like that stereotype is always like has always been funny to me because I felt that way before I've brought in like food from home and like people are always like what the heck is that just like you don't get it yes and it's amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah and just like trying to fit in was so hard for me when I was younger because I wanted I it was just I always felt different I knew I stood out and not in the best way because I wasn't you know kind of like other people and so in at school it was always you know I have a lot more white friends at school than I do of people from other cultures and that's because that's all I've been around so it affected it like it affects like my style and stuff like that just trying to fit in doing things you know like that my friends do so that also like you know I'm a big person of you are who you surround yourself with I will stand by that. My mom has always, there's a saying in Spanish and it's, it sounds so good in Spanish, but when I translate it in English, I'm just like, okay, but you get it. So it's, uh, it's, uh, dime con quien andas y yo yo diré quien eres. And in English, it interprets to tell me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. And so I, like, I'm such a big person about that. So finding the right friends for me and my benefit was also hard because I knew, okay, this group of people, well, they do this, this, and this. I know if I surround myself a lot with them, I'm probably going to be influenced to do that. Or even if I don't do it, people are going to assume that I do it because I'm with them. And so that like, and being like, going back to that quote where it's like it affects my style because I'm with these people oh they wear this so I can wear it um they do this like I can do it (laughs) so trying to fit in was always hard but now that I'm older I really could care less like I said like now I'm I love to be friends with everybody I don't care who you are like I all I care where I judge you on is who you are as a person and how you treat other people. What's your biggest red flag in a friendship? I, I'd say it's when they make, I don't know the right word for it, but when you, when they aren't happy for your success. Like they're envious or jealous? Yes, and, or they'll make like a snarky comment where like on the side where, oh, like I'll like, say to somebody like oh my god you won't believe what just happened like or blah 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 and they're just like mm, yeah like mm, okay where they don't care as much that's my biggest red flag because I know if you do that I know you have something to say about me behind my back yes. or if I another big red flag before I go into a friendship is how many times like how long can they how long have they held their past friendships so like I know there was this one friend I had I mean I she was a good friend to me but we stopped talking because you know we didn't have classes and everything but the people that she was friends with 
they couldn't hold a like hold a relationship or a friendship longer than a year so it was always like okay well that person you know can't hold friendships that long there's probably a reason behind it maybe it's them or maybe it's the other people so with her obviously it was the opposite case but with who she surrounded herself with weren't the best people and so I was always like okay that's my right that's something I need to notice before going into a friendship because if you can't hold a friendship you know because of problems that you have with those people that's like oh can you can we hold a friendship literally (laughs) makes friendships last honesty and your loyalty to them tell your younger self i would tell my younger self to live in the moment to always live life like it's your last and to never let someone affect your self-esteem and who you are as a person because I, you know, going back to where I felt like I didn't fit in, it did ruin my self-esteem in a way where I felt like, I'm just, I'm not like them. Like never compare yourself because that will always ruin you mentally in the end. So it's always like, now it's just live in the moment. You are who you are. You are who like God created you to be. You are the person that you want to be. So don't affect, don't let other people affect that. Where do you see yourself in five years? I see myself living my best life, obviously. But I definitely see myself as someone successful because I know my work ethics and my self-discipline. So I definitely see myself living that life that I want because I'm. that's something I'm like my dad. I'm very, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So I love that I got that characteristic from him. <laughs> um, so I know when I put my mind something, mind to something, oh, I do it. And so, and I want to take over my dad's business. So I definitely see myself making it even more better than what my dad has created. Awesome. Yeah. What do you have to say to your fans? Hi guys, (laughs) thank you so much for having me on here, (laughs) giving me this opportunity.